0: Welcome to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast with your host, Steve Abramowitz, editor-in-chief of the
1: Mill Creek View newspaper. Welcome. Nope, that's too soon. Let me say, reset here. Howdy. I'm Steve Abramowitz and this is the Mill Creek View podcast. We are focusing on the volunteer state and our nation today with always an interesting person making a positive change in our community. This time, special guest, Will Hewitt. Welcome to our People in the News, where I interview people who are making an impact and are lovers of truth. Today we're talking with Will Hewitt. Tennessee Taking Action was launched in 2023 by a group of dedicated grassroots advocates in response to Governor Bill Lee's attempt to pass red flag laws in Tennessee. We recognize the potential challenges and pitfalls these laws could introduce, and so they mobilized to safeguard our Second Amendment rights. Tennessee taking action evolves swiftly from a passionate group of individuals into a formally recognized not-for-profit corporation within Tennessee committed to preserving and promoting the rights of gun owners. Since their inception, they have consistently upheld their not-for-profit status and remain steadfast in their mission. The primary focus is to restore citizen control over government and to defend the original intent of the Bill of Rights of the United States Constitution, which a particular emphasis on the Second and Tenth Amendments. In addition, we strongly uphold the rights outlined in Article 1, Section 26 of the Tennessee Constitution. In line with their mission, Tennessee Taking Action has also achieved not-for-profit status from the Internal Revenue Service as a Section 501c4 corporation, a status they continue to maintain. They are a nonpartisan organization, and they open their doors to anyone who shares their commitment to protecting our constitutional rights. The mission is not focused on charitable activities, but on the defense of constitutional rights. At its core, Tennessee Taking Action is a grassroots organization. They resonate with the words of Margaret Mead, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Will Hewitt is a longtime Franklin resident, three children in private school, board member of Tennessee Taking Action, Williamson County Libertarian Party Chair, Tennessee State Libertarian Party Legislative Committee Deputy Director, Mr. Hewitt. How are you today? I'm doing well. Trying to stay warm. Yes, we got snow. We got snow. It was under three degrees the other day. Eleven negative eleven last uh, two nights ago. How How long you been a Franklin resident?
2: Uh, I've been here full time since 1992. That so. counts. Not
1: not a unicorn, but that counts as a resident. Good for you. Yeah, my, um,
2: my father's lived here since '87 in the Brentwood. Franklin area. And then my mother and I moved here in
1: 92. So, okay. It was still midway back then. So, yeah, good for you guys. All right. You're, you got your roots deep. Um, What is a libertarian and what's the libertarian party like in middle Tennessee? Is it a formidable party in Tennessee? Um, We're small.
2: Like I think everywhere, we're kind of, I hate to say fringe, but um, I, I think from my perspective and Especially in Williams County, very red, um, very partisan. Um, You know, there's very strict lines between the two parties here. Um, You know, Tennessee's um, very red, and they have, you know, the Democrats really can't do anything uh, except stir up, make noise and stir up commotion. Um, But I think we believe that some of those hard lines that the Republicans take. Especially when they don't uphold their views that they, you know, say that they're going to have, we we like to push back on them, and we do, uh, especially mm-hmm. with the gun laws. Um, Tennessee being what they say is constitutional carry, you know, it's we only have exceptions to. Um, it's only exceptions. The the rule is that if you're carrying, it's it's illegal, and then they give us uh, give us exceptions to that.
1: That rule. Yeah, we'll get um, in, we'll get into all those nitty-didigreetails uh nitty-gritty details in a minute. I just wanted to get a little right, lay in the right. land in terms of you're right there it's a super majority republican, super minority democrat and so you've got play there in the middle of the Republican party trying to keep them true to their their probably republican uh things. Did you do you get national support and have you ever had a candidate win on school board or county council or alderman?
2: Um we have well and nationally we have uh we're that's our our focus this year is to start small, um, winnable elections within the school board and with city councils. Um, a lot of these that run, especially in Franklin, I mean, the the votes are are very small, you know, very winnable elections on 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 the councils
1: uh, and school boards. So that's, anyone, that's anyone exciting to watch this year for for school boards that you you're backing.
2: Um, not as of yet no okay it's early. So, It's in January yeah we're looking um but so that's where that's where we are and then pushing grassroots we're we're pushing um defend the guard in the state legislature this legislature this year um i don't know if you've heard about that but it's tell us it's <clears throat> so congress has not declared a war since like world war iI but they like to utilize our state guards to do their little biddings all over the world. So defend the guard is going to be a state legislative action that says the federal government cannot take the state guard to do anything unless Congress commits to a war. They have to declare war for them to use the state guard. So um, I think New Hampshire, it passed the New Hampshire legislature uh, a few weeks ago. Um, we've got it in a bill in the Tennessee State Legislature, so we're hopeful. We're pushing that really hard.
1: Okay, then, great. I'll have to keep an eye on that. I didn't know that. Um, like, did all this messiness about bona fides for being in the Republican Party make your job as chair for the Libertarian Party harder or easier? Um,
2: well, I mean I was, I was a Republican until Romney. And I, it just, it seemed like it was a uniparty at that point, and I'm, he was very, um, milk toast, Republican, you know. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't much difference between him and Obama, and so at that point I was like, what's the point of even doing this? Where, you know, they're so big, they do what they want. We kind of get the same thing no matter who's in office. So, I don't know trying to figure out a new way um and as as a party we're not super effective because well tennessee makes it difficult to to run candidates for one as a as a party uh we can run you can run independent very easily but you can't run as a party um so we all we also have initiative to do that we're suing the state of tennessee for um ballot access as well
1: Oh, okay Who's who's a lawyer on that
2: uh i don't the the um our national party's handling that. I don't okay. I don't know
1: who the lawyer is. Um, so let's talk about Tennessee taking action. Um okay. if you if you get that gun rights are human rights, if you understand that red flag laws disempower minorities and DV victims, if you know that gun free zones turn law abiding citizens into defenseless targets, that is what you say. Then where does Tennessee action uh step in? Um, any,
2: anything that's coming through the house or Senate or from the governor that we see as an infringement on our rights, um, especially in the aftermath of Bruin, anything that we see that's something that's not applicable or was not applicable in the 18th century definition of our second amendment rights, um, we're going to step in and we're going to, we're going to call legislatures, we're gonna you know, we're gonna get groups together and do whatever we can. We're gonna well we had we had a scheduled rally on coming up this Saturday, but with the weather, we thought it best not to be outside. Uh
1: i wanted to ask about that too, so I guess we'll talk about it as a rescheduled event, hopefully. But you have some very interesting uh speakers coming to that. I want to talk about them in a minute. Um So your website says, end constitutional infringements. Our right to bear arms enshrined in the Bill of Rights is independent of government oversight or voters' whims. We advocate for true constitutional carry and demand the nullification of all infringements upon our constitutional rights. We stand firm in protecting and upholding our irrevocable liberties as stipulated by our nation's founding document. Okay. So tell us how Tennessee um, doesn't have true constitutional carry and tell us about – uh to to to, to, to and how they're infringing.
2: So in Tennessee it is still illegal to go to be in public with the intent to go armed. So if you're carrying in Tennessee, it's illegal. What they have allowed us to have is exceptions to the rule. And they've they've gotten better by with their what Bill Lee and the legislature called constitutional carry prior where we don't have to get a license to carry, which, I mean, it's, it, it's a step in the right direction, but it's still not constitutional carry because if we were to get pulled over or if we were to get questioned by an officer, the we're guilty until proven innocent at that point because it's it's illegal with to go out with the intent to go armed. So we have to provide exceptions and plead our case to make it, you know, to fit that legality.
1: So you don't need a permit, but yet if you have it on you thinking it's your right to carry and you get pulled over and asked or frisked and questioned, you have broken a law even though you didn't have to register it anyway? The well the, I so, mean the, is, so you can own it and have it in your house, but you can't put it on your bill.
2: Well the the assumption is in the law, it's always legal well it's illegal to go armed, then they give us exceptions. Well, if you now, if, if you're allowed to own a gun legal, you know, if you have all legal rights to own a gun, you can go carry with exception of parks, no school zones, you know, the school zones, a federal one, um, the parks was a state one, but then you also can have an enhanced carry permit where you can go in parks and then you can have reciprocity in other States but the onus is on the gun owner to prove that they're legally allowed to carry instead of the onus being on the state to say that we're not legally allowed to carry.
1: Hmm, very confusing. Okay. I'm hoping this... most of the police officers were like, yeah, forget it. It's too much of a hassle, but who knows? They might say, nope, this is fun for me. Let's give you a hard time. So 90% of active shooter events happen in gun free zones. It's almost like, a magnet like come on in you you have free range to break the law because nobody's going to stop you the gun free zone school act of 1990 and i believe that is a tennessee one left our children vulnerable to homicidal psychopaths like we saw at covenant and elsewhere it disenfranchised teachers parents and staff who would otherwise have the means to protect themselves and their students gun free zones violate our rights and leave citizens defenseless okay So have you talked to a bunch of teachers who say we really would like to be armed because these kids are out of control or and and or have you seen a vulnerability in schools like Covenant, for example, where if they would have just had not been a gun free zone, it it could have maybe prevented what we saw.
2: I haven't personally spoken to a lot of teachers that um, would want to carry. I don't. And with the climate of the teaching today. And I don't know that a lot of teachers would want to be vocal about it. Um, you know, I think that's the way it is. Uh, in Williams County, we're blessed to have SROs in our schools and locked doors. Uh, and some of the camera systems can detect, uh, weapons in the parking lot. So, you know, we, there are a lot of good things, um, about at least Williams County, um, in Metro Nashville, um they pushed back about having SROs in all of their schools which is problematic I don't understand they say protect kids protect kids protect kids and then you give them the ability to protect kids and they're like no but no not that way you know not that way you want to protect kids our way well
0: right
2: do you really want to protect kids unless you're taking all available opportunities to protect kids I mean the the kids are a you know a pawn and uh, I'm not saying that Republicans don't do that too, but the Repub- Republicans and Democrats use the kids', kids safety as a panda to, to get their own way. And there, yeah. there is, I'm sure there's a good, good in between. We can do a little bit of everything to do that. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, I'm sure not all teachers would want to carry. Uh, I'm sure that there are some that would feel comfortable carrying. I'm sure there's some that already have carry permits. Uh, when I was in high school, we had, um, teachers that were former military teachers that hunted um you know we had um um what do you call it the um kind of high school um military what class whatever it was Oh, um, ROTC? So i'm sure there would be teachers that were available that would want to
1: Mm-hmm. Like an ROTC or a, or a pre military type of academy, sure. Right. Um, so you you want you say on your website you want to stop the red flag laws. Red flag laws violate the second, fourth, and fifth amendments. They allow judges and police to make ex parte judgments against citizens who have not been accused of or charged with any crime. These laws would codify government tyranny against citizens based on the potential for future crime. Under no circumstances should these laws be passed. Okay. So we had a special session last year in Tennessee because the first session couldn't figure it out. We had a tragedy, obviously, up there in Covenant. Um, Would the left or let's just say the anti-gun group wants red flag laws as the silver bullet, no pun intended, uh, legislation that would somehow solve this problem? What are they? Why do you think they're not a good idea and under no circumstances should they even be passed? Because we already have to pass a background check to buy them at least. I'm told,
2: um, and it's it's fairly stringent. Um, I mean, I think the left says it's not or it's too easy, or you know, it's they say it's more difficult to vote than it is to get a gun. And I mean, this is garbage, you know. Yeah. Um, but red flag laws um, here—the ones that were proposed here—I guess anybody could raise a red flag and and push for your rights to be. Uh, removed ex parte without you being present for a hearing um so the
1: concern is sort of more of like a privacy issue where if somebody was angry with somebody they could say you know that guy's got a gun problem and next thing you know he's, he's his his rights is taken away second fourth fifth and seventh or second second fourth fifth amendments would be gone without having to be accused by somebody like you would in a court of law
2: but yeah without being able to answer your accuser exactly mm-hmm. um and that i think the bar Is too low for that to take place. And we had issues um, last year with uh, in Nashville with a guy that randomly shot the girl in Belmont. Right. You know, let out. And apparently he was a risk. He had several firearm felonies and and whatnot, but they decided that he couldn't stand trial. So, I, I mean, the mental health component is there and the failure. Has shown itself, you know. So how's a red flag law gonna work? He was already a, a very well-known red flag and the you know, the government did nothing.
1: And, and that's an extreme case. I could see where a nasty divorce or a child custody battle could end up getting somebody uh maybe not exactly accurately losing their rights because the other person said so. And then of course a judge has to get involved, and those judges are super valuable. Um So following the Covenant School tragedies, Governor Bill Lee, a self-proclaimed Republican, has urged for the passing of these red flag style laws in Tennessee. Uh, Similarly, Lieutenant Governor Randy McDowell and several other legislatures as well. Um, Do you think that's dead or are we going to see that revived now in the session that the clock is ticking? We had a snowstorm. They delayed it a whole week, but it ends in April. Do you think they'll do this again?
2: Yeah. They're going to do it again. Um, and then representative Lamberth um, is pushing another one uh, that is because of the guy with the Belmont shooting why he was released on um, without being tried due to mental health. There's uh, Lamberth is pushing one. If you're found not to be able to stand trial, then they're going to remove your firearm rights automatically after that. So I think it's, considering a yellow flag law um but i don't think we do very well very good job with mental adjudication uh well it, it seems like we didn't because there were was a panel that let that guy back out you know he couldn't mm-hmm. stand trial couldn't be held in a mental hospital or whatever so there's a problem so yeah. if we have that divide between those two scenarios and there's this big gray area where they let you out i mean should you have i mean I think we should default, default to having our rights instead of defaulting to taking our rights away.
1: Wow. Well, people got very angry about it last time. We'll see if they're able to keep the energy alive and stop it again this time if it's a bad idea. Um, in a groundbreaking decision dated June 6th, 2023, right before you started your group, the Third Circuit Court of Appeals declared that the ATF had overstepped their authority by denying a gun purchase to an individual with a past nonviolent conviction. So there's an example right there of where a red flag law wouldn't have done a darn thing, except make it harder on the on the uh, the law-abiding folks. Um, let's see, February of 2018, President Trump said he was in favor of taking guns away from people and worrying about due process after. Uh, did USA Today make that up, or did I hear that correctly?
2: That that was that was a correct. He made that. He did make that statement. Take them away, and we'll worry about it later. That's, I mean, that's, that's troubling. You know, that's, so he's that, not
1: the, uh, he's not the Second Amendment defender that everybody probably has put their hopes on.
2: He's not. And with, uh, his, uh, he asked they, after the, um, Las Vegas shooting, he asked the ATF to go after the bump stocks, which they did. Um, and they modified their definition of machine gun to add bump stocks. And they're, they're doing, still doing that now with some, um, Force reset triggers and binary triggers, and so the, they're continuing to kind of add stuff to their what they list as illegal and that what they have control over. Um So I, we watch we watch those cases, and there there's a ton of them going on right now. It um, did seem like it, the, uh, the slippery slope, as there, they
1: say. Once you start messing or banning anything firearms related, it's not a quick jump to be able to say take away the ARs um all right let's talk about tennessee taking action uh you formed it april of 2023 not in not in reaction to that but it just happened to be the same time as that maybe it was um and you're all activists from across the great state of tennessee so how many chapters do you have there's 95 counties in no 99 99 counties in tennessee how many chapters you have
2: um so we're just one chapter so we focus our area or we focus um, on the state legislature and lobbying rallying here. Um
1: where they are, so that's good. Uh it, it's nonpartisan single issue coalition. So approximately how many members you got going on?
2: Um we have several hundred. We have um board members from all over the state, um every grand region of the state. Um so I mean we have we have firearm instructors in each region. Um we have three of one female firearm instructor from each region that we um, give donations to so that they can give. um, Excuse me. Um, So they, we have, we have a nomination process where we find uh, typically a female in need, either a former domestic violence victim or somebody that just wants to learn um, to be safer around them if, or whatever. And, so we'll give them a donation, so that the female fire instructor can take her and teach her the basics, or and then go further if they would like. So that that's one right. of our initiatives. Um, very
1: good. Yeah, it's very good. You put uh, you said you put your political, religious, and ideological differences aside to unite in a common cause. So are you fighting support amongst Democrats, against non-party affiliation people, Christian, Muslims, Jews, Catholics, or maybe? mostly Christians like how, what's your what do you think your demographics are um and uh if you, if you can come together on ideological differences that's a fantastic thing since we are such a polarized country
2: we are um our ethnic makeup is fairly diverse um as you had seen in our rally Maj was going to come to speak um we have a farms instructor out of Memphis named Memphis Beach um, he's a melanated person. Um, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, just, I mean, gun lovers, there's no, you know, the gun itself and the, the love for the gun sees no ethnic divide, you know, it, it kind of unites us all. Um, and we feel that way <laughs> now with them with, and libertarians, Republicans, um, uh, independents, you go, the Democrats, you kind of, you know, it's a little bit different. I don't, I think they're out there. They're probably a quiet minority of that party. They're not say, as left. Uh, Gunners for sure.
1: You say our rights, privacy, and sovereignty are being slowly eroded by corporate, by corrupt politicians who believe in government overreach and the violation of the Bill of Rights. Who are some of your biggest opponents up there in Nashville that you uh, constantly have to keep an eye on and complain about? Um,
2: well. Obviously, the Tennessee Three are high on our list. Um,
1: that I try never to call them that because that was Johnny Cash's backup band. But I, I know who you're talking about: Justin, Justin, and Jones.
2: Justin, Justin, yeah. The three um, J's, I call them. <laughs> that's fitting. I don't. I don't know. I, I I hate that they they took that moniker for themselves or stole it. I wish that uh, there were a uh, a copyright on that, but. <laughs> um Heidi Campbell's another loud one Bill Freeman um you know there's there's some loud ones and then there's there's some republicans up there that don't go as hard as they claim to you know they're like oh we're big 2A big 2A 2A and then you get a bill in front of them and they're like eh. I think Sapicki was one that killed a bill last year about um it was about allowing carry in schools by former military, uh, retired police officers, et cetera, which would have expanded the, you know, SROs, not to just include sheriffs or active duty police officers, um, which probably would have been good for some more rural counties, I would would imagine. Um, For sure, for sure. The picky killed that. So, I mean, there's some Republicans that don't walk the walk.
1: Right. Are you getting any help in Nashville or are some – county mayors and aldermen stepping up to help you uh that we can you know show our thanks to or give a shout out to
2: um monty fritz has been really great for us chris todd um we have some legislators that are, are really strong they really push they work monty with fritz us has
1: been on the show yep he's good
2: fa um so we're, we're pushing a bunch of them hard and a lot of them are open and they they really work with us and really listen
1: Okay. Well, today's January 18th, and you had scheduled on January 20th, but of course the snow was turning into slush, and that would be dangerous, but you had Maj Touré um, at the amendment rally uh, working toward unity and education. We want to encourage dialogue in a safer, more educated Tennessee. That was going to be at Public Square Park in Nashville. Um, Do you have a scheduled date? And tell us a little bit about Maj and how effective he has been um, as a pro- second amendment um well african-american gentleman yeah so his he's very abrasive
2: uh, and i think that kind of he's a, no nonsense um he he reaches over to where a lot of us can't reach because we don't we're not of that demographic and there's a there's a a divide that you know that we say that we can easily cross but you know how how effective are are we at going into the urban areas and speaking where he can he can get that attention um a lot easier than we can he, he you know he has a gravitas that he brings street cred or whatever um mm-hmm. he's, really, he can,
1: he's really articulate and very well uh, versed on all the ins and outs of the rules he's he's a very good spokesman for your cause
2: mm-hmm. um he he was also good in what we had really intended we asked justin jones to come out and kind of be on a panel sure and i mean it, it would have been a good you know it, it would have been great but we uh everybody that's associated with since tennessee taking action got blocked on twitter by justin after
1: after we asked him to... <laughs> that should yeah. be illegal i don't know how an elected a representative could do that but i saw that i know that's funny that's actually why i invited you because he wasn't gonna let you talk and i wanted you to um okay we're, before we run out of time you're supporting two house bills that are before the legislature right now hb 1600 uh, as in pennsylvania avenue firearms and ammunition regulation prohibiting firearm purchase or possession for applicable individuals under 25 Granting the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation access to juvenile court records for background checks. This is to assess if individuals have been adjudicated as mentally defective or committed to a mental health institution from the age of 16, aligning with federal law requirements and identifying individuals prohibited from firearm purchases due to delinquency adjudications. And I think the only way we'll get both of them in is if I just a lot real quick. HB 1640, Mental Illness and Firearm Access expanding the definition to encompass individuals found incompetent to stand trial in criminal proceedings, mandating court clerks to report such findings to the FBI and ICS index, which they don't delete, even though they say they do, and the Department of Safety, establishing a presumption regarding the potential harm possessed by individuals abdicating as mentally defective, and lastly, restricting firearm access for those adjudicated as mentally defective. Okay. What are you seeing on that? Any movement, is it going well, is it going bad? Do we need to write everybody and tell them past both of them or no one, both of them, what's going on with that? So
2: um, 1640 was one I was talking about that Lamberth was pushing, where if you're found not, not mentally capable to stand trial that you get your firearm rights removed. Um, over the years, we've had lots of things that we would be claimed mentally incompetent for or mentally deficient. You know, At one point, if you were a homosexual, you had mental illness if you're trans you have mental illness you know I mean it's just a, it's a Pandora's box you know what what they say today is mental illness may or may not be and you know they could add or detract from it at any time it's just it's not not right and it's not right for a judge to be able to do I don't think um, so I mean and the we obviously saw the mental panel um, allow the the guy from Belmont to go free so it obviously it there's a There's an issue there that's not working, so we can't add more restrictions to it if it's already not working so let let's fix that part if somebody mm-hmm. shouldn't have firearms and somebody commits crimes, they should be held in a mental facility if they're not held in a mental facility, then they need to be tried and held in jail I mean it's easy and then they don't have access to firearms that's I
1: mean, would have access thing. to drugs though unfortunately in the prison system um so <laughs> former doesn't. mayor former mayor cooper uh, of Nashville now O'Donnell. Mayor Lee Harris of Shelby County, that's Memphis, Mayor Tim Kelly of Chattanooga, third biggest city, and Mayor India Kincannon of Knoxville. Those are the four biggest are all pushing to remove constitutionally protected rights of all Tennesseans. Amendment to SB 1029 for red flag laws from Jeff Yarbrough. That guy, Jeff Yarbrough of the Nashville area is working on removing constitutionally protected rights from all Tennesseans with his proposed amendment to SB 1029. Tennessee Governor Bill Lee calls for red flag laws against Tennesseans, quote, I'm asking the Tennessee legislature to pursue a new order of protection law to separate dangerous individuals from firearms while preserving constitutional rights. That's impossible. Honolulu police, they won't bother uh, processing permits. That's one way. (laughs) Police Chief Logan, if you don't really have one, you're out of luck. A lot of crime in Honolulu, by the way. Um, why don't the gunmakers sue for interference in interstate commerce? It's one of the fifty states back there in Honolulu, but you know, they don't have a second amendment there, obviously. Why don't why don't the gunmakers who we just let in to Tennessee, Smith West, and Wesson, why don't they sue and say you you guys are blocking uh, the right to commerce?
2: That's that's a good question. I've had some interaction with uh a lobbyist for Smith and Weston and, and they you know they don't want any infringements and I think they push in the background. Um I don't they're not super vocal about it when and I can I mean I think uh that international corporation or whatever that manufactures guns for military and you know I don't know that I'd wanna rub the wrong person, you know, to prevent having yeah. contract and whatnot and that that's probably money is probably what it comes down to i mean yeah you gotta say
1: that political game i know the kids mm -hmm. always suffer here's a little trivia for you this week uh the first lady of washington state testified Mm -hmm. on martin luther king day to the house there trying to take guns away as well and she talked about mlk but she didn't mention that he was denied a permit to carry a firearm after concern he had over threats to his life and his family which ended up Mm -hmm. in his assassination which is a perfect illustration why we shouldn't have to get a permit. Uh, and that was Montgomery, Alabama, the local sheriff that, was, that denied it to him. Um, hopefully we don't go down that, that road. Um, research revealed that the adoption of constitutional carry laws, allowing concealed carry without a permit, actually decreases crime rates. Gun confiscation or making it hard to sell by leads to crime spikes like Seattle, where in Ohio, it's actually gone down. In 2022, Ohio legalized permit-free carry across entire state, and guess what? Gun violence in six out of eight largest Ohio cities dropped. Columbus down 12%, Cleveland down 6%, Toledo down 18%, Akron down 18%, man, was that place a mess, Parma down 22%, and Canton down 5%. So there you go, science. Seattle had record high deaths last year. Um, Is it true if a gun store goes out of business, the state gets their sales records? Almost as good as a gun registry, and uh, they are twisting these guys that they can't sell high capacity mags. ARs being most popular, and they want to ban them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, taxing extreme ammo like Washington on the ballot right now. Is it true that they could just round up the sales receipts, come knocking on your door, and say you can hand it over?
2: So there's a there's a window where um, gun shops have to retain all their records, correct? So if that gun shop does go out of business, those records are still retained, but they're taken in by the atf fbi whoever and they're they're housed they're warehoused so i mean do we have a gun registry pretty much i mean it's you know they say they you know they want us to have a firearm registry well we kind of have a de facto registry
1: unfortunately Mm -hmm. yeah According to uh, a study conducted by Dr. A- Gary Kleck, a criminologist at Florida State University, guns are used for self-defense in the U.S. anywhere from 500,000 to over 2 million times per year. So the best way to get crime down is actually to have an armed citizen. Um, we just talked about Smith & Wesson actually moved to Tennessee. Do you mm-hmm. think now the politicians will be more inclined to be maybe some pro-gun? They they love their corporate welfare in most cases, like electric cars, Ford nfl you know you think this could move the needle
2: i hope so um it's who else beretta is here who um so i mean we're we're getting an influx just like you know gun manufacturers are coming here just like californians so hopefully hopefully it works yeah. I'm Sure, they can you know they have a mass of money and i'm sure they can exert some political pressure
1: so, so last question for you and then i got to go um Norsham's won't let sh- you shop in their stores carrying a gun Uh, Green Hill Mall has a lot of car break-ins, and and too many guns get stolen out of cars here. If you can't take it in the store, people will stash them in the glove or center console or under the seat, of course, but easy to find and steal and then use them like happened with the poor young lady at Belmont that died. I don't know if that's how he got his gun, but just as easily could have. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, It was a stray bullet, crazy dude. How can we get stores to honor right to carry… I mean one day it could save them from a mob like we see on uh, TikTok with the San Francisco. They walk into Walgreens. They walk out with an armful of stuff. Somebody could get hurt. Well, how do we get the corporations to say, hey, we're going to honor your right to carry just like you're going to honor our private property?
2: Um, <clears throat> I mean I think – I don't know. I mean I, I would like to say that that we could you know, not shop at these places. Um, I do know many people that carry conceal carry it's don't ask, don't tell, you know, it's better to be in trouble for a trespass than it is to be dead,
1: which is, That's true. I
2: kind of feel that way.
1: One of my favorite quotes is God created man. Samuel Colt made them equal. Gaston Glock made equality accessible. He died last year at age 94. What's your favorite gun?
2: Um, I'm a Glock carrier. I have several of them. Yeah. I like them. It, it, I've had one since 20 or 2001. And it's just, I mean, they're, they're bulletproof.
1: Yeah. There's a pretty famous Glock store here in middle Tennessee. A lot of people go there for training, which is obviously very important. You can't just have a gun and not be trained with it. So if anyone who's thinking of getting one, definitely go to a professional like the Glock store, definitely get trained on it. And then You have to worry less about muscle memory and protecting you and your family. So that's fantastic. Well, Will, thank you for your time. We are at the end here. So tell everyone where they can go to find out more about you, your organization, and uh, if you're on social media, where they can go.
2: Um, You can find us everywhere at Tennessee Taking Action. It's TN Taking Action. Uh, If you go to TNTakingAction.com forward slash donate and donate at least $20, list your t-shirt size and where you want it mailed, and we'll send you one.
1: Very cool. For those on Rumble, that's a cool shirt. All right. All right. Well, thanks again for coming on with us and and good luck. Yep. Thank you. Hi, I'm Steve Friend, Senior Fellow at the Center for Renewing America and former FBI agent and whistleblower. And you are listening to the Mill Creek View, Tennessee podcast. With Columbia, Tennessee-based EnergizeHealth.com, you lose fat fast, simply and naturally, without restrictive exercise or cardboard-dry, tasteless food. Revolutionize your health with this proprietary 88-day science from John and Chelsea Jubilee. People report getting off medications and reversing ailments. Energy, mental clarity, and alertness go through the roof, look and feel many years younger and oftentimes unrecognizable. I know, I'm an alumnus and lost 70 pounds of fat with John and Chelsea And wouldn't have energy to do three shows a week without it. Hit the link in show notes for your free consultation and discount, money back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose but unhealthy fat. EnergizedHealth.com. I welcome to Steve and Steve's segment of our show. Producer Steve, what did you think of our guest? Will Hewitt, Tennessee taking action. Uh,
0: it was wonderful. You're on mute. Uh, yeah, I have to do that. You know me. Um, <laughs> it was I wonderful to, to have him on. And uh, I could see he's a young guy, doesn't do a lot of interviews. And yet what I like about that, Steve, is he's he's on top of it. Just listened to a podcast earlier today about you and I being actively involved in making a change. And I love The fact that Will and his crew are out making a change, and that's what we we need. You don't have to be polished. You need to be a person with passion and knowledge, and then all of a sudden, bam, you can make a big difference. So thank you. Hats off to Will and and his crew, and thanks for bringing them on. Speaking of bringing
1: them on. Oh, okay. Want to move on? Let's move on. No, no.
0: Speaking of bringing on, I think we have somebody in the wings ready to go here.
1: Play that funky music, white boy.
0: All right. Let's do this.
1: Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Hey. Bring him on so he can hear himself. Hey, let, 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 let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. You know what they say. Hello again, and welcome to the world famous Let's Go, Brandon segment of our show, where we once a month check in with the Oracle of Signal Mountain, way over there on East Coast time. Founder, <laughs> owner, operator, editor, benevolent dictator, and snazzy dresser, and good dancer, I hear. Mr. Disco himself, who I can't see. Uh let's go, Brandon Lewis. How are you today, my friend?
0: Uh oh. He's waiting in the wings. Maybe he went to take a rest stop or something.
1: <laughs> I don't see him. I don't see his screen. No, I see. I, I, yeah.
0: I see him here. He is he is on. Um uh, it it shows his picture. And uh yeah, he's he's here. Brandon, can you hear us?
1: Live TV, folks. This is how it goes.
0: Yes, it is. And uh, I think he's just, he took a pause. So he's like, oh, they're still talking, so I'm going to run off and do something. Um, back to the fact, uh, so you've actually got, let's just keep for a, a moment back to what Will was talking about. So there's there are several legislative, some bills going through. You talked about this mental um challenged issue, and, and you and I have talked about or you've talked about drugs and the, their their role in shootings and that kind of thing, um, you would think that maybe this would be a good idea that if somebody is mentally handicapped or unable to think clearly that they shouldn't have a gun in their hands. But is are you guys discussing that maybe it's a backdoor to put more legislation, more, uh, clause into the le- the legal system that says, for instance, like you said, if a former spouse or coworker is angry, they could call up and say, hey, Steve over there is a crazy go- goomba and you better check into it. And all of a sudden they can lock on and say, oh, you're, you're not yeah. going to get. All of our
1: Italian friends aren't going to like that you said that. But yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, if somebody says, I don't like what that podcaster has to say, and I think he's got, you know, weapons because he wore that T-shirt. Next thing you know, I'm on somebody's file as a red flag, which is the whole point of privacy and the, you know, I've said for a long time, if you wanted to permit to carry, carry the pocket constitution and point to the second amendment and say shall not infringe. We'll talk about that at the end here, but bottom line is you don't need government's permission to have their first amendment right or your second amendment right or your third or fourth i don't need a government apparatchik standing right here telling me that oh you can't say that that's not a first amendment right protection no it is i can say what i want or at my church or at my uh, grocery store as to what to buy so bottom line is when the governments get together and say all right we have a problem we have a, a crime and violence problem well the gun isn't the problem gun is an inanimate object. The bullets, yeah, sure, they, they cause some damage if you pull the trigger, but it's the person. Now, if the person is impaired because they're on drugs, because they're on psychotic drugs, because maybe they think that they're a boy, not a girl, and so the drugs are doing all crazy, crazy things to their, and you put a loaded gun in their hand, bad things are going to happen, absolutely. So the point is, when the Republicans or the Democrats get up there and write a bill, you have to read it and say, well, wait a minute. That may have interesting sound, the make sure nobody's ever injured at a public school again law, but if they start saying, and we're going to do it by taking guns away from mentally unstable, mentally problem, mentally disturbed, angry, patriotic, people who talk about you know militias or went to January 6th, all of a sudden you're like, whoa, 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 where's the line? When do you stop saying... Your mental health is the problem or taking a gun away versus you uh, still having that right to bear arms. That's the problem. And that's that's happening in Tennessee as it is with others. And so then you have to say, well, who's pushing that forward? That, that may that be maybe a Republican, <clears throat> maybe a Democrat. We have both here.
0: Well, it's interesting to say that. I've got a guest on my show that I'm going to be interviewing tomorrow who has put out a number of books about drugs and psychopathy, uh, mental illness, and actually how the drugs actually cause you to become mm-hmm. worse and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and
1: addicted. Especially in a teenager whose oh, frontal lobe hasn't even developed yet, and all of a sudden you're stunting it with a puberty blocker, which is retarding your entire system to grow into an adult. So yeah, it's terrible. And then you say, here, here's an automatic high-powered r- rifle pointed at some children. It's um, it's crazy how that allowed but they won't let us know who those people are or what drugs they're on because they hide the information um are we not getting Brandon today
0: uh he is waiting he's sitting there I just got a text from him text him again I just texted him I'm uh, I brought him in I can see his beautiful face here in front of me um,
1: <laughs> is he is he on mute
0: is he I can't I see hear see
1: you but I don't see him all right well uh. uh
0: He's not in the waiting room anymore, and he is sitting there. Um, I just—he says, "I'm in here, guys," and I didn't see his text earlier. Um, and then I you got to—I
1: think you have to let him in because I don't see him. Usually, I, I see it. Well, I did. Branding. I said allow.
0: So, okay. let me go well, up. Me, that's half the battle. Uh, let me see if they're. Yeah, because see his his face popped up, Steve. So, his he should be in here. So I agree. I, I'm wondering if he ran off and then he's going to return here shortly because otherwise we've got his beautiful face here. And you're right. It's like almost looks like a disco look there.
1: <laughs> well, he didn't even get to hear that. It's like talking <laughs> behind his back. But usually I talk right to his face. Yeah. So. Bring him in here. Do what you ever got to do. Tell them to come out and back, come back in or something. Cause we,
0: yeah, we got I, 20 I, minutes
1: live left. And I want to have the show with Brandon.
0: Okay. And I'm going to go, I'm going to
1: do this. I'm going to. It's the first time this one's happened folks. I tell you live TV. We have just about done it all. <laughs> just when you think, Oh, we know how to handle that. That's happened before if something new. Like this happens. It's unbelievable, but at least yeah. we are live be for a while too.
0: Well, and it was interesting. Um, I'm like, hey we went on live we're great and we we were in show um but i don't know what happened because i says please come in we're waiting um i got a feeling that maybe he got called off or something um maybe he's are did you guys get some snow said, did it, you it, say you
1: said he called off and you said you can see his face so which is it can, is well it no 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 i took him said? off
0: there and told him come oh. back in i texted him come back in um okay so you got some snow i don't Steve? think
1: he took off we got a lot of snow, yeah, about seven inches. Um, everything the roofs the roofs I can see still have the snow, and everything shut down. They canceled a week of Nashville session because they didn't want people getting there. My daughter's been home from school. They just, you know, just like anywhere else, it shut it down. Worse than rain in LA.
0: Yeah, and we I'm have. We've had uh, up until this week, we had the freezing weather down into the teens.
1: And uh, just wait till they take away your natural gas and then see what happens. Oh, just I know. Real- well, Or it- charging. Have you seen the charging of the Teslas? It takes like double the time and you have to move so that someone else can start charging and then come back in to charge. Oh, no, I have off. not seen that. Um, oh, it's a, totally unprepared for cold weather.
0: Well, it's interesting because last year they had a... Uh, it was either last year or the year before. Uh, Cindy Ryu and her crew were trying to pass a bill that said could not hook up natural gas to new factories new new um homes and that kind Houses. of thing. And yeah. so uh you were hold it unable to rejoin this meeting because you were previously okay, I'm going to go ahead and send um okay, so let me do this. Folks, we are Yeah, there was new
1: so Chicago got a deep freeze too and so the people who had Teslas were lined up at the Tesla station and they wouldn't the the other thing that was happening was they couldn't attach the nozzle from the charger to their car because of the ice on it that had accumulated. So the, <laughs> I mean, I feel bad for these people. You get stuck on a, on a long freeway or something, and you're not going anywhere forever. You've got the world's most expensive paperweight sitting there on the side of the road because you couldn't charge it. And then even if it did, it slows down the molecules, right? So the, the gas, the, the charging station is way slower than it normally would be. So uh, thank God for fossil fuels. Thank God for natural gas heated homes. Because, well, yeah. Uh, and and what, what I was they trying want to want for us and what we have two different things.
0: And what I was trying to say is I found out about this. Went on her, went on her uh, website, got a hold of her, left her assistant a really I just said this is evil. You're, you're this is evil for what you're doing here. Blah blah blah. Then I sent, I went in and I said, do not, do not pass this. And then I found information about this, the 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 Washington State Energy and found out that we already take coal because we're no longer running off of just hydroelectric. And I pointed out that if you if you remove it, we're going to go to even more coal and that natural gas is the cleanest form. And anyways, I did that. I sent out that link to all my friends. And, you know, within two days, uh, guess what? It, it didn't pass. So
1: Yeah, that's what you got to do. That's what activism is, is you got to read between the lines. They're passing all these crazy laws where they don't want you to understand. But, you know, there's a bill before – they're in session too in Washington. There's a bill before them right now that wants to basically triple uh, the um, property tax – which of course would pass through to renters, but for the first time in a hundred years, renters outnumber owners in Seattle and they never do the math to 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 understand that if they vote in favor of a property tax hike, that's gonna pass through to higher rent. And they're already complaining about how re- Seattle is completely unaffordable for rent, same thing in Nashville. Well, this is gonna make that even worse. So they, they, they get what they vote for and they just show how on, they they don't understand economics and they don't understand the bills and they just sneak them in in the dead of night and next thing you know you are priced out of renting the place that you had, which won't have natural gas heating anymore anyway. So what are you going to do? You can't. They want to even ban gasoline powered leaf blowers.
0: Okay, so they the already day. did that in California. Here we go. I know. Yeah, uh, I know. And uh, well, I think, so I mean, it, it's what's absurd about it is. Uh, it, it, it there's going to be a backlash. I'm, I'm just expecting a backlash.
1: You would think we would think that that's the thing. It, it isn't bad enough until it hits rock bottom. It can't bounce back up. And every time you think this can't get worse, they can't possibly say that you, your kids can run away and we'll put them in a foster home and not tell the parents. And, and they don't have to have consent to do this and that. The other thing. And they do it. And you're like, what in the world? And so, yeah, it's mail-in balloting and ballot harvesting and drop boxes. Washington State has got themselves into quite the uh, dystopian uh, mindset. It's unbelievable. And they're in session right now. You can watch it live do on you know which?
0: Do you know which bill that is for the uh, tax thing,
1: the tax hike? Uh, I can get all that for you. I don't know. I will that go stuff. on there. There
3: he Holy smokes. Sorry, Sorry about that. So... For whatever reason, I still can't. You're fine. I can't log in on my phone, so I'm just going to move my computer over here. Okay.
1: We see you. We see you. And we're live, so we got a few the more minutes. The camera um, is
3: not nearly as good on this as it is. Oh, don't worry. You look fine. We'll take it because live my TV phone. doesn't wait for Hold anybody.
1: <laughs> can you hear me?
0: Can you hear Can Steve? you hear me?
1: I can. Okay. Because we got 13 minutes left on this live show, and I want people to know all about you. So we've got snow. It's obviously messed up everything worse than L.A. rained. Uh, What's it like 133 miles east of Nashville uh, over the Smoky Mountains for you? It is still here. Uh, We've got,
3: I don't know, still probably three or four inches of snow outside. The kids had sled in it for three days. I kept expecting it to melt in standard uh, southern style, but it is hanging in there
1: that's good all right well and how about those gorgeous little girls of yours did they have a good rock candy christmas like dolly sings uh this is their first one on signal mountain wasn't it it'd
3: be the second second one we uh crowded into the formal to do the first one because we had some things that were not quite where they needed to be but no this is the second time it still doesn't quite feel like home for christmas uh but maybe next year
1: okay well you're a good daddy so i'm sure it'll get better Um, And they're not leaving anytime soon because they're young. Mine's leaving next year. Next year will be my first Christmas as an empty nester. But she'll be back for Christmas, I'm sure. So uh, Tennessee legislature is in session. Sorry, we got to do a truncated version. I can't make fun of you in the intro because live TV doesn't wait. Um, Busy time for news and news coverage like you do. Uh, What are you looking at from these men and women as they come back for the 113th assembly, January through April? Clock is ticking. They took the week off because of snow, so they have even less time. What are you looking at?
3: Well, you know, there's a handful of major initiatives um, that that we're not going to hear a lot about. Uh, school vouchers is going to be a number one that is well over half the budget. Uh, it is Tennessee's largest government job factory. It is a failure through and through. There are some bright spots uh, in Tennessee, basically in remarkably affluent uh, bougie areas, but everybody else. Uh, it, it ain't so good. Uh, and so uh, Democrats, of course, uh, their big worries, fears, and concerns are that kids might have some shot at getting out of a failing school, because if that happens, they know that uh, public education's days are likely numbered because of the type of deliverable they produce. And conservatives are concerned because they're afraid that uh, the government strings attached that will come with the voucher program could corrupt the only real uh, educational alternatives that people have left in Tennessee, and that's homeschooling and private schools.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, some headlines from TennesseeConservativeNews.com, where you are desperately in need of donor funding to keep being the only daily news source for conservative Tennessee. So everybody, hint, hint, chip in. The Tennessean won't do it. The Herald won't do it. The Memphis Cadillacs won't do it. I made that up. I don't know what the Memphis paper is called. Um, Commercial and Appeal. Is it really called the Memphis Commercial only. Appeal? I wonder nobody reads it. It's too long. Okay, it needs to be Mill Creek View or something short like the TennesseeConservativeNews.com. Okay, that didn't... Uh, (laughs) Um, I'm only three days a week, so Brandon is it, y'all. throw him some Hanukkah guilt. Okay, I plagiarized this right off your website. First story, group that (laughs) brought up that bought up land to sell to the Chinese, buys 186 acres in Hamilton County. That's your county, bro. Now, this is interesting to me because we just got news, a Chinese businessman, Tin Q. Chen, sorry, a member of the Chinese Communist Party with nearly 200,000 acres in Oregon, is the second largest foreign owner of U.S. land. A research team found that Sierra Pacific Industries' 2021 acquisition of 175,000 acres of forest land and mills through its buyout of a family-owned timber company in Douglas County, Oregon, um, made the Redding, California-based Emerson family, the largest private landowner in the U.S., the family which owns Sierra Pacific has 2.4 million acres of forest logged for timber in Oregon, California, and Washington, and it's been a secret until today. Estimates indicate that Chinese-owned farmland exceeds $2 billion. Now, Tennessee has been one of the few states not to go down this road of selling land to foreigners. What's the story? And 186 acres, it's kind of peanuts compared to that.
3: It, it's peanuts compared to that, but you know, the Chinese Communist Party is entrenched. Uh, in lots of areas of our government, uh, they are entrenched in many uh, areas of our trade and manufacturing and education uh, and politics. So it should be as no surprise that they would be trying to buy land here. And, you know, the big, um, I suppose, push behind this is the market, right? Uh, it, it It is probably in some way, shape or form nefarious to some degree. But the larger pressure on it is simply the market uh chinese communists that have some money uh one way or the other whether they inherited it stole it from other people got it because they climbed up the ladder whatever whatever uh made them arrive at that point uh, are very dubious about the economic strength of their home country and so they are really looking for places to invest and as you can see uh, you know there's a bunch of weird stuff going on with this particular deal uh, and, that, and a few of those things is the fact that um, when they looked at how many people owned it, um, there, there was there were about 2,500 people, and then there was this all this weird language in it, uh, which says a list of covenants and conditions filed on the land uh, raised eyebrows, and it said that the CCR stated that the shares cannot be transferred to U.S. citizens and that the restrictions remain in place until 20 years after the last current living descendants of former President George W. Bush have passed away. That's just weird. That's,
1: that's, that's a Tennessee true. covenant?
3: Uh, these are covenants from the same group um, that bought some land up in Loudoun County. Uh, wow. It's the same group, okay, But they've bought land now here in Hamilton County. And so it took place before July 1st when we enacted the law that that certain countries could not buy up land here, uh, but it is not retroactive. So uh, that that sale got going early in the process. And so I assume it will stay in place.
1: They learned uh, about this guy um, that I talked about um, because of his 2018 purchase of half a million acres in Ontario, Canada. Um, I've seen a map of the 50 states and damn near all of them have sold to China that have disclosed it. But Tennessee is in a little island. They haven't. Um, You can see it at at Mill Creek View on Twitter. Um, I hope they don't look at the big money, the politicians, and start selling out like they did there. So I'm going to say goodbye to TECN.TV listeners for the live show. If you want to follow the conversation with Brandon, jump on over to Rumble or iTunes afterwards. Brandon, tell everyone where they can find you one real quick time, and then we'll keep going.
3: TennesseeConservativeNews.com, thank you for having me. I appreciate your work.
1: Awesome. And your social, because we got 30 seconds.
3: Just search for Tennessee Conservative News, wherever you get your social media, especially Twitter, uh, which is where all of the uh, state and local lawmakers hang out. And so we we need more people to follow us on Twitter so we can get the message out where they actually see it.
1: That's right. The Twitter machine and the truth machine and the uh, getter machine. Okay, bye, y'all. Love you. See you next week. All All right. right. Next headline. Chattanooga Trucking Company fined $700,000 for green card checks. In relation to illegal immigration, Lee and 16 GOP governors say by the administration, Congress should curtail foreign land buys. So there's, there's a few
3: uh, about the faith-based trucking. I'll take them one in turn. You may have to remind me of the second one because I was looking for my notes. Sure. So one thing that you need to know about covenant transport it's like the, the owners of it, are, it's it's privately owned. To my to my understanding, I could be speaking out of turn, but it's privately owned and they are unabashedly unafraid Christians. Uh, if you look on the back of their trucks going down the road, obviously, number one, it's called Covenant. Like there, there's a Bible open like, that's part of their logo. And then on the back, it's like, um, I'm going to mess this up. It's like, it's, it's not a lump, it's a life. It's not a it's something that they call it. I don't know what it is. It, it's a baby. Like it's a, it's a pro-life message. It's more okay. clever than what I just said. But not it's like a clump it's not of cells, a, that, but a
1: human being, maybe something yes, like that. Yes,
3: it's, it's okay. something like that, but it's more clever, and it's okay. on the back. So you know, the first thing is is whenever you, as a conservative Christian, uh, you should not be surprised that whenever you talk about the gospel or if you talk about conservatism, that there will be a price to pay. The truth uh, throughout all of Scripture uh, exacted a price from the people who would pay it, uh, tell it rather. And so Covenant Transport, what they got in uh, trouble for is uh, they have set it up in the federal government where you can't use immigration, certain immigration-related requirements when you're hiring people. So what happened in Covenant uh, is they were, according to uh, federal government, on a routine basis requiring non-U.S. citizens to produce their permanent residence cards, their green cards, and documents related to their immigration status. So this company wanted to know, are you here legally in the country? Apparently, that is illegal the way that they were doing it. What you're supposed to do is take on face value any documentation that somebody gives you, and, and this is very likely. What this is for is it, it is a compromise uh, between what people really want, which is strict illegal immigration controls, and what corporations want, uh, and what rhinos want. Rhinos want you to think that they're actually doing something about this stuff when they're not, and corporations want to go through the motions without actually losing the labor force. And as a result, uh, all these large corporations, if somebody produces, you know, uh, says, I'm here legally with a crayon on a cocktail napkin, they're supposed to just take that and say, well, this must be a true government document. And so uh, in my way of looking at it, uh, the federal government is punishing this uh, Company for doing something that is noble, something that is responsible, something more of corporate America should do. Uh and, and they this written... is in the
1: shadow of a s the first trucking company that actually went out of business. So they're attacking trucking companies, which are necessary for transportation of goods and services from here to there, so we don't starve to death. Right? Am I right? That's that's a Chattanooga well, they, one the Ashville one very... went out last year.
3: They provide one of the most essential functions uh, in the United States of America. I mean, if, if the truckers quit driving, I there will be bedlam in no And
1: they're time. going to be – they're needed for the toll roads that they want to implement or choice lanes, as we like to call them, or they pay the gas tax that happens to exist. I mean, this is crazy. So I don't understand. Last year, a Nashville-based one went out of business. This year, they're going after a Chattanooga one. I'm sure there'll be more down the pike. So they can blame it on the Christian logos out there and say, well, it's a Christian company, so who cares? We We still have – you know all these secular ones out there too but sooner or later the supply and demand of transportation is going to cost and that's going to be a big problem um well, and I'll i have to blame one, my oh go ahead, ahead. i've
3: add one other thing i've just seen just generally speaking because i work with small business owners all over the nation and what the government likes to do is as soon as you get to be a certain size where you're noticeable the federal government loves to swoop in with a bunch of paper shufflers ask for a bunch of documentation harass you for about eighteen months, tell you that they're gonna find you one point five million dollars, bump it down twenty-four months later to seven hundred thousand and 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 feel like they've done their part by meeting you halfway. It's just a big extortion scheme uh, to funnel My, money nice business
1: there those. it'd be a shame if something happened to it, right?
3: Yeah. Exactly. It's or exactly, we're from the government
1: and we're here to help. That's the that's yeah, the scary well, yeah, it's, it's,
3: it's 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 no different than, you know, protection money paid to the mob. Uh it's totally. it's all in that same vein. It's hey, funny because let, I, I, ne-
1: I never really had an opportunity to say this before, but you know the whole government concept out of Europe and England in the, in the dark ages where you had your knights of the round table and your kings and princes and queens, those were mobsters. They shook down the peasants and made sure that they stayed serfs and worked on them. So this is no different than that carry forward of government. But I have to blame my own editor for this, which is me. Uh, the question I had on that was second one was Lee and 16 GOP governors say Biden administration Congress should curtail foreign land buys, was in relation to how we just sold some land to China. Why is yes. why are our ministry why are is Lee and the other governors saying don't do it, but doing it?
3: I don't know, man. That is beyond my pay grade. And on the national
1: level, but it gives you a chance to ding Lee if you'd like.
3: Yeah, well, he's <laughs> terrible, but I mean, it's like. You know, nobody. There's some things that are so far out of the category of adequacy that you don't feel like you have to remark upon it every time. And Governor Lee's lack of ability to perform any of his campaign promises by now, I hope by your viewers and mine is so well known and so well documented uh, that you you just can't have low enough expectations for the man. Uh, he will disappoint you no matter how you put him. You put him knee high, he ain't going to do it. It's just it is he is he is barely a trip hazard. Uh, But at any rate, I have no idea why they're conflicting like that, other than the fact that that we likely have large corporations that are tied uh, to China here in in Tennessee, and they're likely uh, in and out of the office of Bill Lee. He's already been tied to uh, many, many Chinese connections over the years, so this doesn't surprise me.
1: So it's actually quite surprising that it took till 2024 for them to actually do a land purchase, whereas everybody around them had already sold out North Carolina, South Carolina, the rest, Kentucky. So it's kind of interesting that this is the year that we finally hear of a Chinese small little 185 acres. Okay. Uh, do, do I get to go to the next story, Steve, or do you have something that you want to throw out there? You're good. Okay. Uh, Congressman Mark Green says Biden administration has failed to provide adequate answers about vetting of flood of Afghan refugees brought to U.S. Before you answer that, I found it very interesting. Nashville is the largest city for immigrants from not Afghanistan. It's another Muslim country. Do you know this story? Um, I've
3: heard it before. I can't recall the country of origin.
1: Kashmir, maybe, Pakistan, near Pakistan? You answer that question. I'll look it up.
3: <laughs> so, what <well, laughs> basically about 80,000 uh, Afghan FUG, uh, or FUG. <laughs> Ref- <laughs> refugees. Refugees. <laughs> well, I'll just start calling them um, <laughs> they, refugees. Refugees uh, were resettled in the U.S. Uh, between 2021 and 2022. The long story short on this, I mean, you have to give you a bunch of details, but it's the same. It's the same old song and dance, and that is this. Uh, The government doesn't check anything of any significance for anyone who comes into the country, either A, across the border or by land, sea or air, to to get here. They don't do anything about that. We know that. We see that uh, on our southern border every day. Uh, And further, when they uh, have these complete knee-jerk, let's import a bunch of people from whatever area of the world is currently having some sort of trouble, a disease, which kicks in like every six months, uh, there are 10, 15, 20, 500, um, you know, 500 to 25 to 80 to 100,000 people that somehow slowly make their way over here, and you never hardly hear a peep about it. And so essentially, Mark's just saying, y'all didn't check any papers. What if we don't know anything about these people? What if they're terrorists? What if they're felons? What if they're sexualists? Uh, what if they're sexual deviants? We don't know. And uh, the government does not do detail work that is not their job. Their job is to make noises. It is to shuffle paper. It is to lower your expectations, but it is not to keep up with details. And so this is a, a detail that they didn't keep up with, but they probably never had any intention
1: to do it in the first place. Gosh, when you talk about it like that, it's humans. And so that would obviously get into child protective services because they have the same problem there. And the answer to the question is Tennessee, number one, Mexico two India three Guatemala four China five Honduras six Philippines seven Egypt uh, then you get into S- El Salvador or South Korea so we, we've got a pretty good United Nations going on here um, <laughs> can I
0: I'm gonna bring in something here if you do that, a little research you'll find out that our country has been forcefully waging war on many countries so as to push out that indigenous people to other countries as a way of disruption, and that includes ourselves. It's it's all planned. It's not by happenstance. So your Tennessee deals with it, Washington deals with it, but on a federal level, a D.C. where the de- the demons live, uh, this is all planned. Britain started this hundreds of years ago, and we just picked it up. So a little trivia there.
1: It is, but Mark Green's from Tennessee. We don't care about Washington because it's already failed. Uh, we're <laughs> trying to save this place. <laughs> All right, next headline University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, your hometown plans for AI integration and introduces AI boot camp. So first it was gender affirming care at Vanderbilt, chopping weenies and TTs off, then it was stray bullets killing girls out of for walks in the night at Belmont and now attack of the Terminator machines and AI. What is up with Tennessee colleges? So I will be the first to admit that I am not the uh, I'm not an AI
3: expert. I have used Chat GTP occasionally to ask esoteric questions or to get something, uh, some synonyms or alternative headlines or subject lines or a way to say something just to get my mind going. But I haven't dug into it, so that is I'm a little bit behind. Um, I think before we start worrying about looking for artificial intelligence, we need to see if we can find some real intelligence in Tennessee state government. I think you might have a harder time. Uh, with that second job but nonetheless uh they they're doing they are moving ahead with this because they have to i mean if you're in education and something as big of a sea change as this comes along they have to take some kind of action the question is you know what will these people do as uh, stewards uh, of this with the potential risks that come along with it given their track record on trying to skirt any and all uh, efforts to curb uh, the 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 racist policies uh And the sexist and the bigoted policies that they've pushed through d e i reverse racism, critical race theory, all that stuff, and are continuing to do it all over college campuses that are funded primarily by conservative taxpayer dollars and so uh will they find some way probably to to make these institutions worse using a i probably that's probably the first thing they type into the chat g t p this school is probably crappy. make
1: sure that the Mill Creek <laughs> view and the Tennessee conservative news are part of that. Database of you know mainframe decision making, so it's not just all Tennessean and Tennessee hauler information. It, it, they should dig into your database and say, "Oh, here's the other point of view." I don't know that it's going to work like that
3: uh, <laughs> because I have searched. I've searched early on when it was a little primal. I thought, "Let me go in here and see if I ask a few questions that should not be very biased, such as things like." What are the most negative consequences of illegal immigration in the USA, and is it is it more helpful or harmful? You can't get a truthful answer out of and GTP for that, yeah. um, and and so it, it it is already being programmed to be skewed to the left, just like the search engines are. It's just another version of a search engine, right? And it, maybe one day it picks up and walks and has kids and murders us all. It could happen. <laughs> I don't it know. It's just my, I saw that and, movie.
1: Yeah. It's not the first thinking. question should always be Is Jesus Christ Lord and Savior? And if it says no, then you know you're dealing with a, da- a dumb database. So, um, yes. and, and that will never exist. So, you just got to go with the Bible, uh, which is not AI. Uh, I bet we have our own plagiarism scandal in the shadows, like Harvard and Penn recently, too. I, I wouldn't be surprised because those colleges are trouble with the DEI and stuff. But okay, moving on. Out-of-state contractor that hired queer prostitutes for special ed doesn't require child abuse background checks in Tennessee. Dude, I have so many stories in front of me with child abuse, trafficking, prostitution, freaking church youth pastors, on and on, illegal immigrants. Is this new or has Tennessee been a rough place for kids for a long time? You know, we have school board races coming this year, CRT wit and no wisdom, A to F rated schools with bad rating criteria. you know, Let's talk about third grades held back. They missed two years, K through two, because of COVID and now this. What kind of 20-year-olds are they going to be?
3: I don't know what they're going to be, uh, but I used to teach in a uh, technical school, and they weren't good then. Uh, like, Read this pe- chapter, write a one-page summary. With an introduction paragraph three supporting paragraphs and a concluding paragraph they could not get it done after 13 years and being in the schools in hamilton county um and so punctuation grammar spelling cogent thought reading comprehension not present and so it it does not surprise me and and the question about you know is is this abuse of children new i would say it is not new Uh, it has been going on since the dawn of time because people are evil I would say that it is culturally new in the United States of America, probably the last 20, 30 years. And I think it's because we've just completely lost our moral compass. But uh, going back to my same premise uh, that the government does not do details, uh, Hamilton County Schools uses this company called Exceptional Student Services. I guess they should probably define that a little bit better by what they mean. uh, Because some of these kids are getting some services I don't think they exactly intended to get. Uh, for example, a gym instructor uh, at the YMCA touched a couple of girls. He was also a special ed substitute teacher in Hamilton uh, Middle Middle School. Uh, Dwayne Sanders worked with first grade teachers um, and, and Udawam was arrested on sexual abuse charges multiple times. Another person was taken into custody and charged with ag- uh, aggravated statutory uh, rape. And he uh, was a 10th grade geometry teacher. And we got two or three more stories like this that came through this organization. So I would think the first thing you'd want to screen is someone's background. Uh, seems like that'd be the first thing you'd want to screen. You know, Maybe background first, credential second, I'm not certain. But the thing that just kills me about this is that does it not stand to reason that someone who wanted to do harm to children might be enticed by something as uh, temporary And something is easy to get out of and maybe uh, not very much scrutiny put on you as being a substitute teacher. The answer is yes. I mean, if somebody wants to hunt deer, are you surprised that they're out in the field? If somebody wants to hunt children, are you surprised that they're they're trying to be substitute teachers or youth counselors or whatever else? And so while it's always shocking when this happens, the other side of it is, is like if somebody's got that compulsion uh, and that that sinful evil in their heart, uh, they're going to go Find a place to. If, if they are in that category, of people they're going to find a place to, to make it happen, and substitute teachers uh, in Tennessee schools, uh, in particular, with such lax uh, background check screening and standards, um, is is the perfect target. It's a soft target.
1: Yeah, I just wish Tennessee would stand out as the one and only state that doesn't do these type of things. But I guess that's just not possible because it is part of Earth. and We are humans. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what happened to all the lottery and gambling tax revenue for the schools and the and the billion dollars for illegals that they spend? And don't people want that for school choice instead of piling up uh, this $20 billion surplus the state has? I mean, it's already AAA rated. You could spend 10 of that and still be AAA rated. You know, where, where's all the... The the what were they, syntax revenue that's supposed to go to help these things, and like you said, um, uh, maybe hire a higher caliber of people. We just had the the new czar of schools embarrass herself and the state in front of a committee. Uh, they're not hiring the best and the brightest to, and using the money to fix these things.
3: So let me say a, a series of very offensive things uh, yes. first. It, it it tends to be in a large degree compared to the private sector of, of professionals, what education attracts. There are exceptions, but, but usually, I mean, it's like, where can I not work that hard, get a bunch of benefits, can't be fired, take the summers off. I mean, there are some people that do it for the right reasons, but I went to Jacksonville state, which produced more teachers than any other school and there wasn't, when people were in college with me and they were going through their phys ed classes and whatever else, they wasn't about the teacher. Well, I don't want to work the weekends. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I can do it for twenty five years and I can retire. Like, there was, there was no like, let me go help the kids conversations going on at that school. Now maybe every other school in the nation is different, uh, and so we just got a, a mess in Tennessee schools. And you're right, Miss Reynolds' testimony was rough. Woman could not answer. I'm sitting there answering questions for her. I'm like, I know that, I know that, I know the answer to that. I know the answer to this. This lady is the head honcho, and she's leaning over. Hey, Betty, what, what is, what is this tea crap test? How do you do that? Is that what is? How do they weight that? They put it on a scale. We don't know. And I'm like, and then the funniest part of that whole interview, it's only funny if you've watched it. So this may be lost on people. I watched it. I watched it. Is the poor old Democrat on the committee, like the one single Democrat. I'm sure there may be more. Take the bait. His, take the bait. She is trying her best to put words in this woman's mouth. And she is unsuccessful. This lady is just like, I think yeah. what parents need to hear and want to know is that this shit show is going to improve <laughs> in some way. It is very flowery language. That that's exactly what what the lady was asking. And, and, and Miss, Miss Gonzalez Reynolds, like she is she is not speedy, like her counterpart, and she is she doesn't know what's going on. And uh it's just terrible. But nonetheless, um, and,
1: and Lee scoured the country from Hawaii to Maine and found her in Texas and sat her down in Tennessee and said, You're the girl for the job. What, so what like, was that I all even, about? Texas I paid him
3: off. Come on, Texas paid him off to do that.
1: Yes. Get him
0: out of our well, yeah,
1: take the her, the out of here. Yes, her out of here, get
3: her out of here. Now that we're not in the <laughs> confines of the live show, which I, did, I really never knew was live, I, I'm sorry. So I, I tried my best on my phone. I apologize. No, it happens. And
1: this is new. You you wouldn't have been on it before.
3: Okay, very good. So um, the thing that I, that I, I gave some advice to her, I said, listen, honey, let me tell you a few things you need to do. I said, first, you need to take a vocabulary test. I, I test my kid for vocabulary. We do it every evening. She's in school. They need to lock these terms out on a piece of paper for you and put the definition beside it. So when a committee member asks you about a term, you don't have to go, well, what is that and how's that? Like these are vocab, it's just a vocabulary test, right? Yeah. You should have
1: Three by five cards, yeah.
3: Yeah, maybe you should have boned up on this before you went and sat in front of the committee. Uh, the other issue I said is your job is not to answer their questions, honey. Your job is to lie through your teeth about the promises of what's going to happen you are to invent a program you heard to hire a graphic designer to come, to put up a, a raccoon in a superhero outfit called the reading raccoon or something similar that was one of penny schwinn's
1: that's master, real yeah masterful,
3: masterful achievements and then your other your other job outside of lying to people racket about raccoon the, yes it was it was something like that it was like the reading raccoon and then you were to get on the bus and to go do a bunch of photo ops with corporate media of you reading books to kids, and then you're to ask for a bunch of money and invent a bunch of programs. And then right about the time, you're going to be evaluated as to whether any of that will actually work, which it will not. It will just fleece the taxpayers. You are to then move on to your next better job <laughs> based upon your record somewhere else. That's what these people do. They just shuffle around, and nothing ever gets any better, and, and how they continue to get hired. But Penny Schwinn, for example, got a job somewhere else. I don't see how.
1: I don't see like how. The head coach of the NFL. He end up uh, back to the Cleveland Browns every five years. Yeah, I don't know. It, Sorry. Don't know. But it's, that's it's, it was no, hilarious. that was good. That was very good. All right. Um, according to a Beacon Center poll, of Tennessee voters, a majority for those liberals listening, support Trump, and 29% support Biden in a head-to-head race. In a three-way race, Trump polled at 48%, with Kennedy at 22%, and Biden at 18%. What do you make of Tennessee's – we also have Marsha Blackburn on the ballot coming up here pretty soon. What do you make of Tennessee's uh, presidential election?
3: Well, Marsha Blackburn's race is, an, is a non-race. It is an opportunity for a Democrat politician to do what's wise, and that is to run statewide. You, you build a big donor list. You meet a bunch of people all over the counties. You elevate your name ID. Uh, one of the best strategies is to, to do something like this, uh, to be a lightning rod for uh, folks uh, that are uh, Democrat enthusiasts all over the state because they hate Marsha Blackburn's cuts, and then uh, to lose, knowing you're going to lose, and then go run for something else with this list you've built up, with this this structure you've built up. It's very smart. Uh, you, you never hear anybody in the mainstream media talking about that because none of them have worked in campaigns, nor are they that bright. But that's what this all this is. She's going to run, uh, she's going to lose, and then she'll find some congressional seat or mayorship or something else she wants to go run for, and this will be uh, something that will uh, help her – you know, take her rascal on to the next uh, place of employment in government. And
1: you're talking about Gloria Johnson, who's one of the three J's. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
3: Yeah, well, um, any of them, right? They're all of them. I mean, it, it's it's a smart thing to do.
1: And the odds of Biden winning Tennessee are about the same as the snow rolling uphill in a rainstorm?
3: I guess so. And uh, the, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad well, Southern Trump draw there. But... always going to, he was always going to, he's always going to win the primary. Number one, you're not going to change a lot of his supporters. Number two, um, you don't build a presidential network overnight. Uh, Every county's got a chairman. Every county's got a finance chairman. You've got a a fundraiser in every state and a team of folks that do 15 different things. And you don't just crank that up from scratch. Uh, And so when you run the second time around, you are in in such an enviable position politically uh why in the world people even thought i mean you should just look throughout all of human history and the presidential races it it, i mean there are some some blips but they are far and few between
1: all right last one speaker cameron sexton is upset about the national perception he's a backwoods racist so he's exacting a level of revenge he doesn't want to hear from the justins anymore that was a tweet that he tweeted um What do you make of that whole mess?
3: Well, the first thing is, it's hilarious. Like, I don't know why. Uh, He steps in it enough just trying to go through the day-to-day business, right? Like, he, he does not care what constituents want. He is not concerned about conservative principles. He has got his eye on the next political appointment. He is going to do whatever the corporate interests want. He is he is him and Lieutenant Governor uh, Randy McNally uh, have zero ability to lead on conservative issues because they're paid for. You can just check their finance reports and uh, it's not from inside their district. It's all from outside of their district and it's not individuals. It's all special interests. And so if you think that people that are financed exclusively by special interests won't behave that way, you're crazy. Uh, But of course, he's going to be called racist. Of course you are. If you are a Republican and you do anything that is remotely conservative, you are going to be called a racist. That's just what's going to happen. When I started this news publication, I said to my wife as I pulled out of the church parking lot when I decided to do it after listening to a sermon on Nehemiah. So we're going to start this stupid newspaper. And we started talking and and I go, we're going to be called every name in the book. Are you okay with that? She goes, honey, do what you need to do. And so. If you're a Christian, if you're a conservative, you're going to be called names. And when it happens, you, you should be like, oh, the train finally arrived that I've been looking for since I started. Not, I'm shocked and amazed that this came down the track because uh, it's it's going to happen. And so, I don't know. Cameron is probably uh, just more or less feigning uh, exasperation um, as some kind of retort to knowing that he probably shouldn't have pressed the uh, send button on that one.
1: Yeah, for sure. And he obviously picked on the two – representatives uh that could obviously team up against him and make a mess all right well thank you again for coming on the let's go brandon segment i love it i'm so glad tell everyone one more time where they can find you and then we will see you next month
3: it is tennessee conservative and anywhere that you get social media or your podcast just type in tennessee conservative news and they'll show up so whether you want to watch it read it or listen to it uh, we serve it up on a silver platter so that conservatives in tennessee can actually know what's going on in their state government like they do uh, consuming 15 hours of Fox News a day. We just need you to give, give me 20, 15 minutes, conservatives that only care about national issues. You just give me about 10 minutes a day. I'll keep you informed. Uh, but we have to at least make a, make a try at it because uh, our state government and local government, we can influence the national, mm, not so much.
1: Yep, and everybody's spending about what, 25, 30 bucks a month on that cable news channel. So, and they're not getting nearly the content you are. So give you one or $2 a month and we're on our way. All right, thank you very much.
2: Hey, Tanya Escabel here on um, the Tanya Escabel Real Estate Show and Supertalk
0: 99.7 WTN and excited to be here on Mill Creek View podcast. I'm so excited.
1: Time for my quote for the day. Before I share, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to Mill Creek View podcast. Just go to Rumbler, Spotify, or iTunes, search for Mill Creek View and hit the subscribe button. I really hope you like it. And you can join the conversation at Mill Creek View on Twitter 24-7 and Facebook anytime to until they deplatform me. I know this is a very complex for some people issue, especially some on the left. It's language. It's not like Shakespeare or Latin from a medical textbook, but here I'll do it really slow. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Okay. Shall not is pretty adamant. You cannot not may not sometimes if there is a bad flu going around shall not mean shall not and that militia part isn't the key. It's the right of the people. Okay. Leave our damn guns alone. You thieves. What also makes it confusing to dummies is it's a negative right. Which sounds scary, I know, but negative and positive rights are rights that oblige either inaction or action. These obligations may be of either a legal or moral character. The notion of positive and negative rights may also be applied to liberty rights. Negative rights are what a government cannot do to you, shall not, case closed. Vote accordingly because if they take that right, there goes your natural gas stove, your children, and your property rights. Ask Washington State. That's it for this episode. Thank you, Will Hewitt, for reminding us our rights to private property is a God-given right, and political whims and virtue signally can't change that. Inalienable means God-given. Right means in accordance with fact, reason, or truth. Correct. God-given truth. Okay? Knock it off. This is goodbye for now. I'm your host, Steve Abramowitz, editor-in-chief of mcview.us. See you all next week. If the Mill Creek don't rise, peace in our time and definitely glory to God.
0: We